Welcome to the Young Man with Reeves. We share the journey of a young man and the simple story. Welcome aboard. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season four of the Young Man. It's been an amazing run from January this year till now, and we've been been able to successfully put out. Season one, season two, and season three. So this is season four. Welcome, and this season, of course, we are celebrating Nigerian comedy, Nigerian um, the comedy industry, the comedians, the MCs that are there trying to put smile on people's faces, creating content, skits, um, comic books, whatever that has to do with comedy in the Nigerian comedy space. I have my very good friend. His name is Ogene. Ogene is a stand-up comedian, radio and TV presenter, and a scriptwriter. He is best known for his being witty and spontaneous, and brings this quality and an incredible energy to every show or event a feat that endears him to all who listens to him as a comedian he has featured in and won a number of competitions hosted by industry finance including winning the best comedian in uyo state award in 2019 most recently he was the first runner up at alibaba spontaneity competition in 2021 and a finalist at Acapella Niger Hair of Comedy. Uh, as a TV presenter, he worked with the Aquaibom Broadcasting Station for two years, hosting a program that dis- discussed uh, wellness and health, fitness, comedy, and sport. His script writing skill has also seen him produce content for TV shows in Quara State and notably tons of short stories for children TV programs for Galaxy TV Lagos. He also co-hosted a Laugh Line on Super FM in 2022. Currently, he is an in-house comedian at a crowd for rights uh, at Jokes and Jabs and Chill with SLK and, and he's planning his first comedy special on November 5th. Guys, watch out for that show. Titled Survivor, a stage, uh, a tale of Shege at Bogobiri uh, House, Ikoyi, Lagos. In his words, making people laugh for him is the easiest thing to do and reward of putting laughter in the face of multi- multiples, multiples is a mortal reward. Ladies and gentlemen, please, let's give Ogene, Ogene the... Young man, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, okay, welcome to the show. Welcome. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know, I would start off asking you, why Why are you so stubborn and believing that you would enter any show and get a spot to perform even without it being on the guest list? Because that's how I met you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, uh, well, it's. I feel it's usually is based on. Um, how do I put it now? Um, not be missing myself. Like I have this mentality that this comedy, I'm not the one that decide to do it. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. Like, um, some people say uh, it's talent. To me, I feel it's like a, it's like a mission, and I'm not the one that sent myself the message. Mm-hmm. So um, it's from God. So when I'm going to a show, even uninvited, I just have this mindset that who send me message don't go before me already. They wait. So it's just up for me to bath, wear my clothes, go and meet him up there. <laughs> and somehow, somehow, I'm going to perform. How did you see that event we saw? <laughs> that was ah, that you see that event now that uh, that at um, Ikeja. Yes. Ikeja. Where, where did you see that event? Because I'm wondering, how did you even know that something like that was going on? It's um so when I came to Lagos from Uyo in 2019, when I came to um, Lagos, I don't know anybody. Okay. So I stumbled on a particular app. I think the app what they do there the um uh, they tell you where to have a good time in Lagos. Okay. 
So when I go to that app during the Thursday, Friday, I'll start going to that app. So mm-hmm. I'll see different places where to have a good night. But mm-hmm. my purpose is not for where to have a good night. I'm looking for this parties, this event, this social gadgets, which one of them can we incorporate stand-up comedy inside or mm-hmm. can accept stand-up comedy? Okay. So once I see one of such events, I just check the address and prepare and start going. Are you serious? That's what you do? Yes, that's what I was doing. <laughs> Till I started knowing people. Because you don't know anybody now, so you have to and you have to network, you get. So uh, let's keep looking for where first. Yeah, you know that, okay. Because I know that I am funny. But the truth mm. is, it's like um, a woman selling tomatoes now. Mm. You know your your tomatoes is good. Mm. But um, not until you take it to where people that wants to buy tomatoes. Ah, the tomatoes mm. will we, we most likely get spoiled with you. So you have to take mm. it from where you are to where people need it. So mm. when you start, you start giving them giving them if they take it if they get it the first time for free and they realize that this tomatoes is really good the next time they will be done to order order for it but what if you didn't like you perform and nobody laugh or you had the cold feet or something what what happens um um uh, because you know you remember you remember that day you, you, you were like oh okay i can i can i'm a comedian uh, I can I can perform, you know, that you are the MC. You, you are talking to me like, so yeah. where where are you from? You like you you attend this church, but you know that this event is going on here. But I I feel like I'm, I I have what it takes to, and you don't know these people, you don't know the crowd, you don't even know the church. Ah, they said um uh there's a saying in data that um. Uh, uh, Picking when they find party rice, not supposed to fear dance. Okay. <laughs> so if um, if what you are looking for in Lagos, you know it, then you shouldn't be scared of going to meet strangers and introduce. I'm not my introduction to them is I'm trying to offer a value to you, mm-hmm. even for free, sir. So you have nothing to lose, mm. but everything to gain. It's just mm-hmm. me. I know that after this performance, you you are not think it's for free. But me, I know it's not for free. Although mm-hmm. you are not paying the first time, or you might not even pay the second time. But after you've seen me performing, I had just have that feeling that after, so there must be somebody in that event that we have, um, we can't, that's something that is like, I know there is the word minister too. But okay. there was somebody in that event. There's an event I went for once that I myself, I thought, because um, I felt it was this year. I felt the laughter was not loud enough, in my own mm-hmm. opinion, based on mm-hmm. my own standard. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, man, maybe it's just one of those nights. Because in stand-up comedy, you can't say um, all through the year, from January to December, you had perfect shoots. It's not possible. There might mm-hmm. be some. Uh, so like, maybe it's just one of those nights. So, but I really didn't even feel the performance myself. Then I only found to get home and. Um, um, Butchi yeah. sent his PA to call me that um, somebody in the audience was looking for me to send me a particular amount of money for my performance. I was like, which performance? When, I'm, when I just say, I'm not really to even feel. Are you serious? So if the person, they sit down and is like, wow, I'm impressed with this. If you mm-hmm. see the one I'm feeling like, this is the one you get. So probably there's a joke or there's a theme I talked about there that got to that person personally. Mm. So even though the laughter was not uh, like killing and falling on the floor and everybody <laughs> screaming like I'm used to, that mm. guy picked something from the whole 15 minute set. Wow. And that's already is for me. Maybe that's I got that call. In fact, that event, my perception of that event totally changed. Hmm. So it's I don't oh, let's put it now. I don't really even t- try to think about it. Ah, we people laugh. We people laugh is not the it's not even in my mind. Mm. They will laugh. The issue is even I'm even more concerned, we they remember what you mm-hmm. talked after the event. Come here, I know they will laugh. Mm-hmm. It's just the issue now that we they will we there be substance when they go. Mm. You know, I think it's a very difficult conversation because. Um, there is an element of, say, stage fright, for instance. You know what to say, but you now have this stage fright. And I didn't even deliver. So how do you ma- how do you manage 
you're professional in what you do, but just backdate a little bit when you started. At the other times when you want to, you know what you want to say. You have a couple of jokes you want to say, but you are scared. You carry the mic, you're unable to even say. How do you manage? How do you manage to come out of that? Okay, um, I think uh, when I started, I was really reading some books, um, and I heard a lot of um, speaker telling me how there was one that said he had a coin that he used to flip in his in his pocket. Also, that mm-hmm. people had different strategies, but I think mine was just um, before going upstairs. I just like talked to myself, like first thing. Picking when they find Patera, it's not the fear dance. This is what you want, so you cannot be scared. Mm-hmm. You need to go. That's one. Then two, there's another saying I used to tell myself a lot that um, um, uh, fish not the fear water. Mm-hmm. So if you say you're a comedian, you cannot be scared of making them laugh. This is what mm-hmm. you are. So just as fish should naturally start swimming inside water, you should naturally just enter that stage. They won't bite. Mm-hmm. So you enter. So, but I, and I realized um, fear is like um, that mirage when you're driving and you tend to, in a sunny day, you tend to see kind of a pool of water in mm-hmm. front of you. Then mm-hmm. when you get there, there's nothing there. Literally, that's how what this fight is. When yeah. literally you actually hold the mind within the first one, two minutes, to be honest, you've forgotten that. In my own, in my own case, so after like first one or two minutes, you've forgotten that. Fear is not there. It was just like a smoke in front. It's not. True. It's not really there. True. At what? Uh, how many minutes into your set do you get a laugh? Um. Uh. Not to overhype myself. Shall. <laughs> yeah. Um. But these days, um, due to the persona I portray, mm. um, immediately I come up stage, they've started laughing. Most likely because of the way I walk. Okay. And the expression on my face. Face. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have this, um, um, and that's something I also worked on because I watched, um, Mr. Bean and mm-hmm, I wondered mm-hmm. how he could do a one hour set without saying anything and people mm-hmm. are laughing. Mm-hmm. I keep marveling that, how is this guy doing this thing? How is that? How? He's not saying mm-hmm. anything and yet you will keep laughing, laughing. So after watching some, uh, uh, there are times where when you watch somebody over and over again, somehow some of the things diffused inside you unknowingly. Mm-hmm. So um, these days I've realized as I'm coming up stage, people already say, why is it doing like that? Why is it doing like that? They're already <laughs> smiling and giggling Then when mm-hmm. I stand and I have a um, a very bold world. When I come up stage, I don't start talking. I don't even greet the audience. Sometimes mm-hmm. I keep quiet for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. One minute. I'm, I've not said anything. I'm just looking mm-hmm. at them. They're looking at me. Mm-hmm. So the tension, I'm serious. <laughs> so the tension gets so much that some of them will be like, what did happen? Now talk to us. And mm-hmm. I will be your people. Yeah, no way. That I would just, so I have this expression of um, a pale face. Like I'm not laughing. I'm not frowning. I'm just having mm-hmm. to feel like someone that doesn't care about anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just there looking at you without any expression on my face, mm-hmm. standing there looking at you. So it gets so awkward that the crowd starts agitating for me to actually start talking. Mm-hmm. So, and I do that to catch their attention, actually. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes yeah. in these places, everybody might be noisy and this. But when someone is on stage with the mic and they refuse to talk, they will not start. What did they happen? Now, what did one? What did so people that know me already will be like, there was something I went to last week, Wednesday, when yeah. I came up on stage and I was quiet. Um, but I was watching the video back, so I was hearing in the background a couple of people were saying, I say they do live and live, and I say they do. <laughs> so, some people already, I say they do, live and live. So, some people already, oh, that's his. So, I tend to do that to um, Castle. To answer your question, I think most times is. As I'm coming up, the way I walk when I'm getting up stage, and that silence causes them to giggle down before mm. the joke itself. Mm. I, I feel you, Jerry. I feel because you know um, a, a lot of people, a lot of people like you know comedians or even me, and sometimes I be like, at what point do you get a laugh? Some people get a laugh like in the first one minute, like they crack. Just mm. one, one shot, uh, one line. Yes, one liner, and then boom. And also, it this leads me to my next question, right? How do you get your materials? 
you know, and again, I want us to also talk about plagiarism in the industry. But the first line of my question is, you, how do you get your material? How do you source your material? Right? What kind of material do you put out? Okay. Um, I'll say it in two ways. When I started, I got my material basically from the news. But um, over time, it evolved. And I think I got better when I started talking about my personal experiences. Mm. So um, the first phase of my career was literally, I was actually talking about events in Nigeria. But mm-hmm. like for the past two years now, what have really carried me far, both in competitions I've gone to and even worked in radio stations, where my personal experience, I realized those were better, those were funnier. Those comes out with emotion because now me it happened to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I could put emotion in it. Mm-hmm. I could tell it the way I want to tell it, how it how I felt then. So my materials basically are usually things that happen to me or things that happen to a close friend of mine mm-hmm. that you tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so once they tell me. I could, I would literally tell that that person. Oh, this one is just this story is just some material. I mm-hmm. ah, this is mm-hmm. So then I try to um, picture. So I will even start poking them to have how what were they thinking at a particular point in time? How, mm-hmm. Why I'm looking so that when I want to do that joke, I know the expression to use. Mm-hmm. I said it happens. So most times, or. Uh, Right now, my materials, all my materials are personal experiences or personal experiences from close friends. Mm. That's what I do. Then um, for the plagiarism. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. Don't go into that. I, I want us to really, we'll talk about that. Okay, okay. You know, you know, it's a big issue in the industry. Yes. I want us to talk about that after the break, after. right? But let's just go more. So, material. Okay. Yeah, then, your, 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 um, mm. So what I do is those personal experiences um, is not also general personal experience. Mm-hmm. It's usually um, personal experiences that are painful to me. Mm. Because um, you've seen the title of my show. It's because of the kind of jokes I've been doing for the past two, three years. Yes, yes, yes. Survivor, a tale of Shege. So mm. usually for those that don't know what Shege is, when you're listening, <laughs> Shege is... Mm. How, okay, he will explain Shege to you. <laughs> <laughs> Shege, Shege is um, when you've seen things that are really painful to you. Yeah. So, really, those painful parts, those things mm. that are painful. There was a time when, um, when I came to Lagos, I didn't have anywhere to stay then, so mm-hmm. I was literally squatting. Mm. So I squatted with three different comedians. Mm. So those days squatting with them, there were things I saw. There was a time uh, one of them came and said. Um, uh, the landlord said um, the rent is going to expire next month. And I was like, why is he telling me I'm a squatter? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this thing was fun. It's funny to people, but this thing literally happened. I thought that I'm not getting more. I'd be squatter. If I have money, I would have rented my own apartment. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why you are bringing house rent issue to me. That is not really Your my problem. business. Like, mm-hmm. If we go to law court, like in the court of law, squatters shouldn't be paying rent. We have no business in rent <laughs> talk. Please. I'm a mm. So painful uh, issues have happened to me. I look for a comic. Um, there must be a comedy. Yes. Mm-hmm. There must be a comedy angle. Mm. When I got robbed at Palomar, I got robbed at uh, my phone and my laptop was stolen at gunpoint. Whoa. Uh, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah. So, weirdly enough... Um, so, guys, um, Falomo is a, a particular place in Lagos. So, in yes, case yes. you're wondering what Falomo is. Falomo is. Go ahead. Yes. So, uh, when I got robbed there yeah, at gunpoint, my phone, my laptop was taken. And um, coincidentally, the next day, I was supposed to meet up with um, the co- comedian Bucci for the first mm-hmm. time. Mm. So, he already gave me an address that was in that phone. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't reach him, nothing. So I had to look for the guy that was that connected me to him the first time. So that mm. guy wrote the address on paper for me. Then I went to meet him. When I went to meet him, it was at an event. To be mm. honest, I was not in the physical or mental state of mind to crack any joke. Right. Because you know how... Yeah. I'm, I was still even seeing the gun. Oh, wow. So... I can imagine. It, um, it, it, it leaves you with a lot of trauma. Uh, yes. I've been there. 
Only for me to get to the event. But, uh, but you didn't even ask. I've been trying to call you. Didn't even just ah, finally you are here. Okay, you are going up next. Yeah. I'm not even ready. <laughs> like you didn't even. Ah. It was so when they called me up next. First thing I told them is ah, they got me yesterday mm. for gunpoint. Everyone like eh eh eh. Why is mm. they didn't know? So when I started doing, I was telling them the story of the robbery. Mm. They were laughing, but they didn't know that. <laughs> See this thing, this thing. Mm. God, we are laughing at the pain, but the pain oh. is pathetic because yeah. this thing happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was telling them that one of the things I realized is um, when you get robbed, people tend to, everybody tend to ask you um, to narrate the story over and over again. Mm-hmm. So all your friends, they mean well. Mm-hmm. But this story, you're trying to forget this story, but these people don't know. You go before you take two steps, somebody have asked you, Are you saying they rob you? Waiting happen, you narrate. Mm-hmm. You've not gone fast. <laughs> Somebody's asking you, Ah, yes, they rob you. This country is not safe. Wait. So you keep telling it. So I said, Now what I'm going to do, I'm going to print flyers of how <laughs> I was robbed. <laughs> so that anybody that asks, I'll just give you the flyer. Go and yeah. I'm done. I'm not saying that. So those things we are making them laugh, but the real wait, wait was, and oh, you are thinking of this at the spur of the moment. Because mm. I had not, I couldn't like, I couldn't say any joke. That's mm-hmm. just honest. Because so I just told myself that little moment that Butchi just told me that um, you are the one going up next after this guy. That moment, I was like, do you know what? Tell them about the robbery. Mm-hmm. Tell them to be funny. Just tell yeah. them put those emotions in because human beings are we are emotional beings. Mm-hmm. So once they see that emotion, I just have that come, they will be that's where the spontaneity comes in. That mm-hmm. it will be funny. Just tell them. So yeah. I started. So I, I, people are able like ah no, bro. They able encourage me that if I can even do book volume one and two, how I was robbed. <laughs> we, were, we were having this conversation. No, it was when I came down, but she I say ah. That's in a joke. I said, boss, no, Sename never finished me since now. Ah. Wow. It's like, there's a play like this. I said, look, you play. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel my personal experiences, probably, mm-hmm. it, it serves better. I've discovered over the years, personal experiences serves better in my mm-hmm. opinion. True, you're right. I, be, I believe so too because um, I, I started, I mean, for, for, for people that I know, um, that my. Uh, what's it called? My religious followers, they know I put out content every day. So like a short content you know, where we sh- I share just relatable things. And all those relatable things, it's something that people are aware of, but I'm coming from my own personal experience. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So for me, when I'm ter- telling it, do I script? I script, but it's not to script to uh, a place where I'm talking out of um, maybe I don't, I'm not even know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have this experience. I know what I want to say, but the scripting helps me to structure what I say. Not that the scripting is giving me a new idea. You know what I mean? So that yes. is the, the, the reason I script. But all the experiences are relatable and it happened to me. And then I can tell it. Some find it funny. Some find it very intriguing, you know. So I believe that personal experiences. And also, I want to encourage everybody listening. Share your personal experiences. Document them. You know, a lot of people feel like their life is not inventful. If you ah. start taking note of what happened to you and on daily basis, you realize you have a lot of things to tell people, to share to people. It might not be by talking, right? He's a comedian, right? I'm an event host. I'm an MC, right? I'm a podcaster. This is my way of expressing myself, telling people, oh, this is the idea in my head. This is the thought in my head, right? You can be a writer. You can be a screenwriter. You can be a movie director. You can be an editor. You could be whatever you are but you just want to put things out there. One of the ways is to just take note of what is happening to you and then share the story based on the perspective you want people to see. So for Ogene Ogene, you want people to see the funny side of the event, right? For you, you might want people to see, I don't know, whatever it is, just take notes, document it, and then share. You know, so we'll go on a quick break and then when we'll come back, we'll talk about plagiarism in the industry and then how the industry has evolved over the years and how he, Ogene Ogene, has been playing and becoming part of the industry. Thank you. You're now listening to The Young Man with Reeves. Stay connected.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Of course, you know, we've been talking to Ogana, Ogana, and he's sharing his stories about um, how he saw or he's been seeing Shige in a place like Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, I want us to just talk a little bit about plagiarism in the comedy industry. And before we get into that, I want to ask you, you know, the second project we did together in, yes. uh, in Buchi's place, in Buchi yes. the Singer, yes. you know, that event we came and I want to specially thank you because that was the second time after we met the first time yes. then I told you oh I'm doing this can you come and you were, you paid your transport I think you were staying at Ikorodu oh, did you? yes <laughs> yeah you were staying very far very far and you came you, you were you were you were writing the program you were running around you know making sure everything was okay thank you while we worked together in Nigeria you were very resourceful thank you thank you and you are someone I would recommend anytime to anybody Wow, you know, thank, you. thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I wanted to ask you that time, were you still squatting? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, um, you know, the distance from when I came to Lagos, I didn't know that Ikodu was that far from reality. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, Kodu is in the is at the border, yeah, of Lagos. So mm-hmm. it was, um, it turned on me financially, always coming from there to um, Ikeja, yeah, especially when I now started even having recommendations Jeez. on the island, it was mm-hmm. not even mm-hmm. way for ah. So I decided, okay, let's see how we could just move a bit closer so mm. that. Uh, uh, it would be visible for me to move around. So that's where the... So the squatting was, the house was staying in Kodu, but I was just not staying there again. Oh, I see. So the, it was like the load was there, but the person was not there. The person mm. was now just staying around to, so that he would be able to get, get to event venues quicker. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm also thinking, why didn't you want to get a regular job? Why, did, why comedy? Ah... Uh, the truth is, um, even if I get a um, regular nine to five job that pays a billion dollars mm-hmm. a month, I believe in years to come, I will still imagine what would have been with this comedy. Mm. Like, how far would I have taken it to? Mm-hmm. How was the length it would have gotten to? How big will it get to? So that's not knowing how big you would have taken it to. I just think in the in the future it could consume somebody. So let's let's take this as far as we can. So that mm. five, 10, 20 years from now we'll be we'll see what we've done. I'll be like, huh? Man, we've come, we've come this far. I think that's just really the joy. That's not knowing how far I could take this to. No, I don't want to start. No. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, the, like the pain of regret. You don't. Yes. Want to, yeah. So just. Mm. I think the the comedy is way better, and I feel there's just this burning incense that you know this is what you should be doing. Mm. This is what you should be doing. If you even have a nine to five, somewhere in your mind, you know it's temporary. That mm. um, this is temporary. This is what you should be doing. So. Um, manage the temper, but don't. Someone told me something that um, don't mistake the wilderness for the promised land. Mm. So uh, there might be creatives that okay, um, you might need a nine to five to sustain while you're doing the mm-hmm. comedy or the music or the whatever. But don't mistake that um, nine to five as the main is that is. I've seen people saying, I have a nine to five, but my side also now music, my side also is coming. No, the nine to five is the side also. Mm. Then the comedy is the main. So you shouldn't switch it up. Mm. So don't, God could provide the creative with a very good job, but don't mistake that job for the promised land. That mm. is not, that is just a means to an end. Know that then, mm. if you but mm. you will be fine. So, how do you do finances? That one, how we say, um, God know the sleep. <laughs> no, but it's usually it's usually weird. The good thing about nine to five is you could predict when the income is coming. Mm-hmm. You get unlike um for a stand-up comedian in Nigeria, mm-hmm. you can't really predict fully how much income you will earn. 
in a month. Okay. Because you can't predict how much income you earn in a month. It can be higher than your expectation. It can be lower than your expectation. There are some months you can be fully booked. Yeah. And there are some months you can just be one or two or three good books in and guys. But the truth is, you see the parable of um, and it's not see that's it. You see the parable Joseph interpreted when he mm-hmm. told Pharaoh that the first seven years mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot. Mm-hmm. Then the next seven years is going to be very scanty. Mm-hmm. So what should we do? Use your wisdom, preserve the first seven years, not eat yeah. everything. True. So that same wisdom, there will be time when in a month you have a lot of booking. When those booking come, don't start spending as if you are the richest man in Africa. It's true. It's true. Calm down. Calm down. Because it's not prophesying bad things, but there will be other months coming where ah, you might see shaking. <laughs> <You might>. So <laughs> it's, it is that month where you preserved yourself. You didn't spend all. You spent wisely. Those mm-hmm. months will preserve you for the next one. Yeah. So You're those right. are good. You're right. So talking about plagiarism, what's, what's your take on it? Because um, I hear people say, oh, this comedian copied my joke and cracked it. And because people that are in that event heard it for the first time, they feel that the comedian that copied the joke is the originator. Also, I heard or I hear some comedians say that some senior colleagues will copy their joke and crack it in their big event. Because it's a bigger platform, it will go viral and then they feel like they are the originator. Right? So two questions I have for you. One is... Why do you feel people or comedians, because this, this, I mean, season is about comedians. Why do you feel comedians copy other people's work? If you're a comedian, that's one of the ABC is you are authentic in your craft. But why do you feel people copy other people's craft? And then secondly is what's your take on people's intellectual property being preserved because i feel like most of the intellectual property in terms of comedy and their materials are not being pre- preserved in such a way that you know that this person owns this okay yeah let me start with the first question you remind me of the second one the first okay. one is um 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 how did you even put it again um why do people why do I think um, comedians mm. copy people's jokes? Yeah. Mm. I think for me it will be two it will be three reasons for me. Mm. One, it's um laziness. Okay. Um so that laziness of um because I feel every comedian has something funny in them. Mm-hmm. For you to have said that a stand-up comedian, there must be something funny, it's just you are that's you are not um you are not disciplined enough to actually sit up and say okay this funny story how do I make it funny how do I make it is too long brief work on it so uh, when you don't do that you you might end up with one only just one particular joke for the whole of your career so that way you'll be stranded and you must start <laughs> looking for other people's joke to mm. add to your own so mm. that uh, it does then secondly I think um, sometimes this is not to permit plagiarism but sometimes this is only for the cases of young comedians that mm-hmm. are just starting up yeah. there might be necessity for such comedians to um, say one or two of their jokes of their mentor Okay. Because the temptation of that is very high for young comedians, not mm-hmm. established comedians or those that have been doing this work five years. No, yeah, I, I'm talking about one month old comedian, five months old comedian, 
uh, just few months old comedians. So because they are just entering, mm-hmm. they really don't know the what. They don't even know what joke structure is. They don't even mm-hmm. know rules of TV. They don't know. So they are still trying to find their feet. Mm-hmm. So you might see such people sometimes. Uh, they have a mentor. They will tend to copy that jokes. And for me, in my own perspective, for such young comedians, for the time being, it might be permitted. Okay. Because you're just starting. Mm. So, however, don't don't get used to it. There are food for babies and there are food for adults. Mm. So, when you're doing that, tax yourself as all right. After like a month, you say, if I'm going to have a five-minute set, out of this five-minute set, one joke will be for my mentor. That one, you know, is very funny. Two jokes will be for my own. Mm. So, so is it your... okay to crack other people's jokes, like uh, maybe like you talked about startups, and then give them credit? Yeah, for what? startups, yes. <laughs> you see, for startups, so I feel you could even put guys. Ah, my mentor thought say you mm. had the mentor's job. Do do yeah. like you get? But you put your. But don't forget to put your own job. Because the goal is you want to establish yourself. So even yeah. if your jokes are not funnier. Uh, just just say it first. It will give you confidence to write more. Mm. Then you end with your mentor's joke and your crowd scatter. Fine. Mm. You mm. go back home. Keep you. There will come a point in time when you now realize that your own joke seems to be more funnier than even that your mentor's joke. Mm. If you actually follow process, you keep mm. working on yourself. Now it's not that your joke is actually funnier than your mentor's. It's just that you can express your own joke better, better. than somebody else's joke. Mm-hmm. So, but for startups, I can say, okay, fine. Because in Nigeria, we don't really have a good structure for upcoming. Like, when I mean upcoming, new comedian that just started a month ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when I came to Lagos, um, although things are slightly changing now, to be honest. Yeah. Um, currently, I work with a group of writers who are like seven. We meet every Monday evening. Just sit down, write joke from seven uh, 7 p.m. to 10 30 in the night mm. to write to write jokes we rehearse them together add punchlines for each other stuff like that and we all have integrity of A no go carry B joke B no carry C jokes mm. Mm. so you get so things are we're having such like that now but I can remember when I started we, we, there is nobody to so you have to be helping yourself trying to so I feel for upcoming mm. that nice. you nice. might you might then for senior colleague doing it ah it's supposed to be role model to people so you carrying people's book <laughs> ah. I've seen it it's not that I hear I've seen it mm. I have seen it but me I just feel maybe he was too maybe the senior colleague was too overwhelmed mm. with how funny that joke is but that's still not an excuse Mm. you get because even if it's I've seen let me tell you a personal experience yeah. I've uploaded a joke mm-hmm. on Facebook yeah and somebody that I won't mention his name I really admire a lot mm-hmm. I, me I said guy I like this your joke I like the way you think mm. that I want to do a skit with this joke mm. how much should I give to you wow I'm not joking and I'm like I actually said, uh, boss, do you know what? I'm very busy. I wrote him like five minutes. I will call you back. So I can mm-hmm. Just drop your number. I will call you five minutes. And he wrote his number on the Facebook page. I said, I'll call you back. I was not busy. I don't know how much they sell joke. Okay. So I wanted to call somebody else mm-hmm. to tell, so I can discuss with the person. Let me know. So I just called one or two people. They were like, ah, this person is even have a very good church mind. Down in normal notes. You will just see your joke on, <laughs> yeah. on the street. On that this person actually has a very good heart. Mm. That is why he's even talking to you. So if he offers to give you anything, whatever he's giving you, take it. That's just take what he told me. Yeah, yeah. Just Tell it to it. him. No need. So I called him back. But I decided no, that I wasn't going to call him. So I told him that um being honest with you, I thank you for your offer. But um, I'm going to give you the joke. You can use it to do your whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. I will even write it on the Facebook page so that you have the physical evidence mm-hmm. that I literally gave you. I said, however, I want something else. It was like, what do, what do you want? I told him that um, 
I'm still fine back then. I said, I'm still finding my leg in Lagos. So mm-hmm. I don't have my full grand. What I want for me is for you to carry me to three major events. Mm. Then if it's possible, I should just even have the mic for like 35 minutes. That's what I want. Wow. And the guy kept quiet and was like, for like two minutes, and I was doing hello, hello. <laughs> and I said, you will go far in this industry. I'm telling mm. you. I'm like, I know that. He said, yeah, I'm he said, no worry. I mean, they tell you, you will go far. So three events, Abby, fine. We'll go, go. And he took me to those three events. Are you kidding me? And he ensured I performed. There was even one. They bounced me from the gate. He told, he told who was doing show that you don't pay me, I go, go house. That if this guy does not come in, I'm going on. So I sure. said, okay, then I said, okay, fine, fine. They'll give me two minutes. I'll be the first performer. The guy mm. will ensure, say, you do well, you. Mm-hmm. This is the second event. So no problem, boss. So, so what I do then is immediately I finish performing, I ensure I collect other comedians' phone numbers. Mm. Not because I love them, or because I want to watch their WhatsApp status. They will post events. Mm. So that when I see social event going up somewhere, I will go to that event again too, to go and look for you. Just to be increasing my fan base and my yeah, um, connect. yeah, yeah. So I've seen people that just collect jokes like this guy today. We still see in events, I'll be like, Ah, what are you? We still talk, oh. <laughs> but I valued that in him. If I that thing gave me courage to start even writing more jokes, mm. and if this guy could have interest, that one was ah. So, so I don't that time I was like, So I'm that good enough now that I can start selling jokes, jokes, yeah. Okay. Even now, currently now, I write jokes like literally for sale for people. Mm. Mm. So literally like like um there are some jokes I write, I know that I won't crack this joke. This is just my persona. This is not the kind mm-hmm. of but it's in my head. I need to let it up. Mm-hmm. So when I drop it, there are some friends of mine too that are comedians. If they are doing comedy special or they have a particular event they want to go to, mm-hmm. they don't have that time, but they want to do a a set consigning that mm-hmm. they usually come so with a, a good amount of time I will research on the companies um, what's the company about everything 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 to pick out those jokes from those places put on that's part of another ways of getting the money from comedy oh, not nice. only stand up comedy you mm-hmm. can write and give people or write scripts and give people too so mm. those ones are there but so it just I'm listening. So basically, I think um, plagiarism, I don't think it will stop. That's mm. not true. With any Lega, everything, it won't stop. Mm-hmm. But I also feel it should it should not be a reason for any comedian to stop writing jokes. If they see your joke, write another one. If they see yeah. that one, write another one. Write so much joke that the thief will get tired of stealing. <laughs> no, just keep writing, keep writing, mm. keep writing. If they are stealing your joke, Mobile doesn't go to um, places that don't have money. Exactly. It's places that have value, you see tips. Mm. So for the fact that come, that means you have value. Mm. And we now have social media. So if uh, Mr. A is carrying your jokes to somewhere way bigger than where you could, that mm. means your joke is is your joke has matured enough to handle such venue. True. So the problem is you can't get to those venues. You can go online. Mm. If you put that joke online, then you do a sponsor ad on it. That means that joke will, will carry traffic. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to get to that venue first. Start doing it online, Baba. Mm-hmm. You still go, go carry traffic. But yeah. it's not carrying traffic. When a thousand or five thousand people have viewed it. May you carry and go that place. Whether somebody knows tell us, I don't hear this joke song. Yeah, I've heard this song. Yeah, yeah. So me, I just feel keep writing, keep putting your jokes out there. Mm. If you don't want, if you don't want anybody to steal your joke, the best thing to do, leave it inside your book. Don't crack it. Mm, true. But if you say it out, you've said it out. So don't put those pregarism in your mind. Just be doing what you are doing. I noticed mm-hmm. that you work very um, very well with Butchi now. Yeah. That is it like a mentor to you? Or what's your relationship with him? Ah, our relationship is funny. Anyway, <laughs> it's, um, it's not like, uh, I won't call it mentorship. It's just okay. Butchie appreciates originality. Mm. You get So in all the times he has referred me for an event or called me up to meet him somewhere, yeah. he has never had a joke, any other person's joke for me. 
your mouth. My yeah. mouth. Mm. And he could tell that this joke, Nancy, is, is the ones. Sometimes, once I look at that thing happened to you, I'll be your friend. I say, my friend, oh, thank God. Mm. Because I don't feel, there's a time I did a joke on, uh, and I have sugar mummies. Mm. Uh, so it was just good till I came down. You get so all these, those jokes, like, I feel Butchie appreciates originality. That's what I would say. Mm. So, mm. such or, uh, originality, it's, it's, um, I don't want to use the word scarce, but, there are comedians, there are a lot of comedians that are original. So once mm-hmm. you're original, now you are funny. It gives you a leap. Yeah. It gives you a leap. It gives at least someone can beat in chest and say, ah, this person will cut this person joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those people, the senior colleague in quote, they know those among themselves that are original. They know those mm-hmm. that are. They mm-hmm. know. You're right. Yes. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. I like um, it's been a very good conversation with you, really. And before I let you go, I want you to just give us some last words. People listening, um, upcoming comedians or even extra. Yeah, just just tell us something, last words for people listening. Okay, I think um, my last words would be like for upcoming comedians and mm. creatives. Yeah. Um try not to look at your colleague and get depressed. <laughs> try not to look at and say, ah, this person has gone this far. Mm. Ah, this person is not doing this. Then you, you are still here. Mm. Because the truth is, you, you are not where you used to be. You are the one that is just not looking at it. Yeah. You too, you've made progress. You've made progress. You've made... I knew there was a time that... Like we've said it in this postcard, there was a time where I was just staying in the Korodu. There was a time I didn't I need to move here. I was squatting here and there. There was yeah. there are progresses to it. There was a time Buti did not even know me. I existed. Mm-hmm. So there was a time um Alibaba did not even enter have, my have you, have you met baskets? Yes. Mm. We're working on something, Steph, but I, mm. I don't want to say it. Yeah, of course. Um, you don't need to. You don't need yeah, to. But we have something that will soon enter the hospital very mm. soon. Very, very, I think in October also. Nice. In the nice. So, um, these things are, are like, it's pro, it takes time. It's only oh. this generation that, uh, Indomi, uh, sorry, noodles, we, um, noodles gets, you get, you prepare noodles in like two, three minutes, 10 mm. minutes max is done. Mm. But um, in worry, they have a statement that uh, food, when go last, go take time to done. True. So it will take time. That's just, it will, it will take time. It will not mm. be magic. So yeah. just, just, patient just prepare me i've not even gotten to half of where i imagine i will be yeah because the pictures in my head are very unbelievable but mm. i know that it will take time to get there so let's just enjoy the process and be moving on with it yeah before before you go just tell us how was alibaba spontaneity for you you're the first you're the first runner up right yes how was it <laughs> <laughs> well, um, those are those Alibaba's nights in Nigeria. They know they, there's a statement for it, a holy grail of comedy. Yeah. Yeah, because um, why they call it holy grail is that it's one of the competitions you don't carry joke there. Mm-hmm. So you go there and they literally give you a topic mm-hmm. and immediately you crack a joke on the topic. Yeah. So that makes it very fierce mm-hmm. among um, comedians. So um, like you said, I'm the first one up. I was not the actual winner. I'm, I was the second. And I, I got angry over and over about it because I mm. felt, and I've heard people keep saying, you were the funniest in that competition. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just had one, in the final round, you just have one flip-up also. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel um, it was very interesting, to be honest. It was tough. Did I feel I was going to be the winner of that competition? In all honesty, I felt so. Okay. Not because I was looking down on any other comedian, but I just had this mindset that guy, you can crack this joke. You can mm-hmm. there's no you can do it. you go do one. Just mm-hmm. you can do it. So it took a lot of preparation. Really, I literally did the competition in my house over and over again. Just wow. write topics on a piece of board, then pick, try to crack a joke on it, pick on that one. So Are you serious? Wow. <laughs> the issue is the issue is. When I was doing that at home, 
not all the topics I picked out, I was able to crack a joke on. Mm. But I understood that psychologically, once your brain understands that pathway, you are making that process a similar process for your brain. Exactly. You know, it's like just like um, if you move to a new house, you might, if the, all the lights are off, you might not know the road to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But if you've stayed in that house for like a year or two, your brain mm-hmm. already has that mapping, right? So mm-hmm. you need every year. So that's exactly that same process was what I was trying to replicate. That So once my mental brain already has this pathway that, okay, once you see a topic, there's a place, there's an imagination room in our brain, we'll go and get the joke. Mm-hmm. So let that process be very fluent before the audition. So that once we pick joke, it just moves. I literally did that for like a month or two before the day of the competition. Mm. Like to help the other. But in all oh, that competition really helped to boost put yeah. me out mm. there. So now people have seen um there was a place or there was a meeting I was with um the basket mouth. Immediately Ali uh, MC Lively came. The first thing he said is I've seen you before. Mm. I was like, boss, I know, no, he said, I've seen you. It was nothing. Mm. Say, hey, Alibaba 2090. Yeah. I said, okay. Mm. Say, hey, I know, I don't see this. So mm. it has put the face out. Yeah, the I remember, the, I think I know this mini me stuff that Basket yeah. Mouth put out. At, at, it's like you, you're part of it. Yes, oh, yes. Congratulations, um. my brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's. Um, so it, it really helped in putting my face out there. Like mm-hmm. people now got familiar with the name. So I didn't have to explain why I explained to you the first mm-hmm. day we met. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I wasn't, so it not helped that. Uh, oh, come in. Okay, you want to perform? Okay, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Because mm-hmm. they've seen, okay, Echo Hotel, Alibaba continuity. So it was easier. That acceptance was now easier. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's really one major thing. It really helped with mm-hmm. the acceptance. Mm-hmm. Nice. Thank you. I know if we stay here, we'll keep talking, talking, talking. But thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Ogene, Ogene. You've been a good friend. I would say that you are a nice and a good man. And the sky, of course, of course, is your limit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of this particular episode. Thank you for your time. I, I believe you had fun, like I did. All right, until next time, keep being inspired. Bye. Bye. Wow. wow thank you so much guys for being with me till the end of this particular episode and i hope you enjoyed it see you next friday keep being inspired bye the young man with dreams. <laughs>